It's Cecilia and Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out, or not working out. Actually, what in the dang heck? Just grab a drink and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping and a girl's night, all wrapped up into one. Hey guys, we're back. We are back with another, another what in the dang heck listener. Sweet. What's his name? <laughs> Micaiah James. Sweet Mac. We'll see if he's sweet during this recording. We might hear him. He's currently nursing as we record this. So, And it's currently 9 p.m. and I'm in Auburn. So we're together, mm-hmm. which is, this is rare for a podcast. This is rare. This is super rare. That's why it's my heck yes. My heck yes is that we are recording in real life and I'm back in my office and it's like a little bit of normalcy for a second in the midst of transition. And I'm like, oh, I missed my office a little bit. Not enough to dive back into work right now. Full send, (laughs) but enough to be like, oh, this is like a normal part of my life in here. Cool. So that's my heck yes. What's yours? My heck yes is doing this together too. We do it like once a year together. That's so true. Seriously. And so we're going to be able to record a few, few podcasts this week. Um, but yeah, it feels good to be doing it together. It's kind of like the dream one day when, you know, we're both not in the military. We can <laughs> have a studio and do this uh, for real. Yeah, that would be wild because that's way down the road if we're still doing this. It won't that's be like... amateur hour anymore. No, no. <laughs> so yeah that's my heck yes and just being here and hanging out it's way better than being alone so yeah that's true we were both talking about how our um baselines and like standards for things just kind of have lessened over the years (laughs) through her marriage and the military and for me through military and babies it's just like okay for my birthday I just want to have dinner uninterrupted conversation with Avery and thrift store and for Cecilia she just wants to have dinner with someone so (laughs) okay give yourself a little more credit (laughs) but yeah pretty much (laughs) so yeah okay what's your heck no my heck no is the raw hard like the the part that's hard after you add another person to the family that the whole family has to go through like the transition part where everybody like all routines get flipped all the kids have to like re-figure out this new system with another kid in the family and you miss your husband a little bit because you guys are both just really trying to survive so that's my heck no it's good it's like trying and we always learn a lot from it and Avery and I have a way better mentality now than we did with our first and then we did with our second like we just get better and better as a team at it but it still doesn't negate the fact that it's hard so that's my heck no it's a valid <laughs> heck no thank you she's seen it literally unfold in real time so it's valid okay well yesterday um for Halloween there is this little girl I mean I don't know she's probably 11 she's like 10 or 11 10, yeah. came up and she was instead of saying trick-or-treat she was like give me the money and yeah, I was she like didn't budge she, didn't she yeah she was like straight face and I was so confused until I looked down at your her hand and it looked like she had like a fake gun sticking out of her long sleeve and I was like 
okay. I was like, wasn't getting the joke for a hot second. And then I was like, oh, because you're like, like robbing the bank. <laughs> yeah, so funny. It's like, oh my gosh, she's not even smiling or anything. This is so She weird. said it with no emotion. She said and- it like four times too, because I couldn't hear her. Yeah, she was like muffled with no emotion. And then when she said, give me the money, I almost replied with a very practical answer. And I was like, we only have candy. Like <laughs> we don't have money, and I didn't see. The I was gun like, "Who's giving money?" In her shirt, either. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, really kind of creepy. It honestly was. I was like, "Um, I felt like, like, why aren't you a princess?" <laughs> <laughs> this was not age appropriate, and someone yeah. didn't sign off on this. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. I'm like, did you wear this to school? Like, how'd that go for you? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that was my heck no. That was, like, a little off-putting. And there mm-hmm. were multiple off-putting scenarios that happened I'm like, night. you're 17. Yeah. Don't you feel... If you feel awkward trick-or-treating, you're too old. <laughs> or if you've run out of options and all you did was throw your PJs on, you're too old. Because that happened a couple times, too. Yeah. I was like, that's not a Halloween costume. I'm like, what? what are you... You're yourself in PJs, ready to go home. Are you a baby? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's interesting. But there were a lot of cute kids, too. Mm -hmm. Our neighborhood goes all out, so it's always kind of fun. A lot of people. So many people. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, that's my heck no. But we wanted to take this podcast and, you know, tell Meg's birth story Mm -hmm. with Mac. So, (laughs) I don't know. Where do you want to start, Meg? Well, actually, let me just mention are a sponsor mentionables okay. we haven't had me- what i just think it's fitting that we're starting with mentionables right before a birth story yeah it just makes sense <laughs> first things first right <laughs> do this in a series of events uh-huh so mentionables you guys if you guys are og listeners you would have known about mentionables mm-hmm. um they were like season one two so we're super excited to have them back as a sponsor on this pod, pod podcast. <laughs> I don't even know if they were they've been a sponsor since I've been married. So yeah, super excited to have them. But mentionables is um model free lingerie. So mm-hmm. their lingerie is like so classy. It's not like this trashy hooker like kind of thing it's not Victoria's Secret where you feel like you're not skinny enough (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's just like normal beautiful classy it's on mannequins so you don't have to be like looking at a naked girl (laughs) and then you can send it to your husband have him pick something out for you and not be like oh I'm sending you porn just like don't look at the bodies just look at the laundry you know like it's just not ideal when that's the situation so mentionables gives you the opportunity to have your husband surprise you with something while not having to cover his eyes. Yeah. And it's so (laughs) unique, like everything they make themselves and it's a woman owned company. They have beautiful young women that work for them as well. So it's just besides the whole product being amazing. It's just a great company 
for you all to support. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well-rounded. So yes, our code for mentionables, M-E-N-T-I-O-N-A-B-L-E-S on social media, use code DANGHECK10 for 10% off your order. Again, all caps, DANGHECK10 for 10% off your order, including all the holiday cute lingerie and everything. So check it out, send it to your hubby, and you'll have to let us know. Spice up the home season. Have to, season. <laughs> have to let us know how you like it. <laughs> Honestly, call us back. <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> okay, so now that we talked about mentionables, so yes. first things first, then what? <laughs> then what happened, Megan? What happened after we put on our mentionables? No, I'm kidding. Um, let's start at 40 weeks when I was still pregnant. <laughs> And um, I had had Jeannie two days before her due date. I had had Carrie like two days after her due date. So I was like very much anticipating him to come on time or early. Um, And he did not do either. So at 41 weeks and a day, I had kind of just relinquished the idea that he would come early. Obviously, he wasn't anymore. And I was just spending each day as if it was the last being pregnant. And so I wasn't focused on him coming. I was just focused on enjoying the time with the girls before we added another baby. I was focused on like adding another freezer meal to the to the freezer mm-hmm. <laughs> or going out and doing something fun with the girls one more time before I hit postpartum. And I was kind of cooped up inside for a bit, um, which was really helpful for my mentality going into it because then I wasn't just like, oh, my life is horrible. He's still not here. I'm still pregnant. I'm uncomfortable. Because then it's like so much focus on that. Yeah. And that you're already setting yourself up for failure going into labor. So that's how I was navigating that. And that day I had an appointment with the midwife. And prior to that appointment, the girls and I had walked around downtown and had lunch and everything. We went home. I put them down for naps. We had our appointment with them. Um, we always joked after at the 40 week appointment and at the 41 week appointment that like, oh, ha ha, how funny would it be if you had to like drive back here this afternoon to like have a baby? Um, and obviously didn't happen at the 40 week. And we made the same joke again at disappointment. They went home. Um, Avery came back for the afternoon and then I was feeling kind of crampy. And so before he left for his Lab. And you were feeling crampy like two weeks prior. Yeah, for a week a week prior, I had had two or three times I had tracked contractions for like three hours at a time, both like both dif- different days. Um, and I started to understand like, okay, well, these are just prodromal labor contractions. They're not actually real labor. So when I got crampy again at 41 weeks in a day, I was just like, all right, well, it's probably prodromal labor again. Well, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it happening, you know, <laughs> it's not really going anywhere. <laughs> and so I got in a shower right before he left for his lab um, to see if it would like calm down my cramps and stuff. And it didn't really. And I remember for the first time in the shower thinking, what if like, I feel like he maybe shouldn't go to lab. And I was like, no, it's only eight minutes away. It's probably just prodromal labor again. So he went to lab. I finished making soup. And throughout making soup with the girls, I would like have a contraction and I would stop and just kind of hang out, like lean onto the island. Yeah. And just kind of like be present in the contraction. And then once it was over, I would like snap out of it almost and just like keep cooking and having conversation with the girls like it was just an average day. 
And so I was like, they're probably still prodromal because I can still talk. I can still move. They're kind of sucky, but like not a huge deal. But I start tracking them just to, you know, be safe and Mm -hmm. let my midwives know and let Avery know. And then he decides to come home early and praise God he did because he came home around five. And at that point when he came home, I gave him the girls. I had just finished up dinner, the soup. (laughs) And I went upstairs to get in the bath for a bit to like calm down these cramps and stuff and they stayed close and they stayed pretty intense and I was kind of zoned so like in what's close for them. people that haven't had a kid well the it's hard because they were close when they were prodromal contractions too mm. and so the app that I was tracking on kept telling me to go to the hospital for like a week ahead of yeah. actually giving birth you know because what's the that contractions app? um let me tell you I know people will be asking. So Yeah, no, I'm glad you're saying this. Contraction timer. It's literally what it's called. It's a little green in utero baby, little aqua green in <laughs> utero baby symbol. Um, and it kept telling me time to go to the hospital like a week ahead because the cr- contractions slash cramps, I was calling them cramps at the time, were lasting anywhere from 30 to 60 seconds long and anywhere from two to five minutes apart which is like, okay, she's in active labor, but I, but then it would fizz out and the next morning I'd wake up still pregnant. So (laughs) that happened two or three times. And that's what was happening again right now, except now it was almost always a minute long and they were two to three minutes apart. Um, and so I was like, okay, well these, and the intensity of them was what was different. Was the soup finished? The soup was done. I even had some while I was in the bath. What kind? Like Zupa Toscana. How do you say that? Zuppa Toscana. The one, the Olive Garden copycat. Okay, okay. Um, like sausage and potatoes and I think kale. I don't know. And so I had some while I was in the bath because I was like, if this is real labor, like I need to eat now. Like yeah. I need to, you know, who knows what this is going to look like? Because at this point, I've had one hospital birth that was super medicated and what or super, I don't know, intervened with. I don't know how to say that. And then one four hour, four and a half hour home birth. And so I'm like, with a breech baby. So I'm like, I don't know what to expect with a normal head down baby. I don't know. I have no mm-hmm. idea what the body's going to do. So I ate some soup in the tub, had intense contractions. Um, it, but but here's the thing. I could still talk, th- talk through them, sort of. I was still super chill in between. Weird. I could even move through them. Like if I didn't like the position I was in during the contraction, I could move myself into a better position mid-contraction. So I was like, it's still not... Like typically it's just like you're tense and can't. Yeah. And I mean, maybe I was just handling it better. Maybe I was breathing through them and focused better because with Jeannie, there was a point early into the contractions where I was like, oh, wow, these are taking me over. If I don't start focusing on my breathing or something, I'm going to be tense through every single one and they're going to keep taking me over instead of me being more in control. Mm -hmm. But even when I got in control of the contractions with Jeannie's birth, I still just wanted to lay in one spot and be there and have Avery do back pressure to me. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Micaiah, I was able to just kind of move around and like do what I needed to do. And I just felt more like chill. And I was like, okay, maybe this still isn't it. Like it's still too, yeah. too chill. I don't know. <laughs> um, not that it wasn't intense at all, but it was like, I can handle this. I can manage this. And then at this point, it's like 545 or something. And I don't know how TMI we want to get, but basically I went to the bathroom at one point and noticed something and told my midwives, okay, yeah, now is a good time for you to come, I think. 
And they were both like, okay, yeah. And I thought for sure I gave them plenty of time. I was like, uh-huh. I, I'm like reading my body uh-huh. well. They've got plenty of time to get here. Because if you guys know anything about Jeannie's birth, it ended up being a free birth. Um, they came like five minutes after because it just Meaning happened like so Meaning like Avery quick. and Megan delivered Avery the and child. I, yeah, we had the kid alone in our room and it was magical. But also I know a lot of people are probably like, that's terrifying. And our midwives came five minutes later. So I was really trying to not have that happen again, just out of pure, like, we paid these people to be at the birth. <laughs> like, we're going to mm-hmm. have them at the birth. Um, and it's 545 was when I texted them that. And around six-ish is when Avery came into the room. And they were starting to get pretty, pretty hard at this point where I was like, relaxing my jaw and like you know making noise with the contractions and stuff and it was helping a ton to get through them but that's when I realized in the past I've done that during transition or right before transition the hardest part of labor and so I was like okay wow does all that happen naturally like what is this jaw thing no no no, definitely does not happen naturally it's the stuff that my doula told me to do with Carrie Mm. so like make sure you're relaxing your jaw because a lot of us hold tension in our jaw without even realizing it Mm -hmm. and if you relax your jaw and then you like let out like a deep almost like a deep guttural like moan through Mm -hmm. the contraction it helps you get through the contraction without focusing on the pain it just helps you like move through it Mm -hmm. and so I started doing that I think I started doing it naturally because at this point I've done it three births you know um and I remembered it being important and helpful and Avery was still putting the kids down so it was just me so I was like yeah I need to do this for myself and he came in eventually and I remember looking at him and being like, oh, I'm so glad you're here because <laughs> I just wanted him to like hold my belly up yeah, or like give me back pressure. And we started to do back pressure and he held my belly up for a couple contractions and I was still making that like deep guttural noise <laughs> throughout the contractions. There were like three contractions that he helped me through. And then we started to put like a towel on the floor and a towel on the bed just so we were like more prepared yeah. than we were with genies. But we still felt like we had time. Like we were like the same. Totally, I mean, he came home like an hour ago. Like there's no way this is mm-hmm. just, you know, happening yet. And um, at 6.20 or 6.30, maybe 6.40, I don't know. Somewhere around 6.30, I started to feel the urge to push. And I'm like, no way. There's no way. Like we're alone again, and this wait this from happened. when your water broke. Did your water? My break? water didn't break until I started to put until I pushed his head out, oh. and that was the other thing too with Jeannie. My water broke beforehand. Yeah, and, and then then she came minutes, seven, seven seven or ten yeah. minutes after. Um, and so I was still kind of waiting for my water to break. I was like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> um, but I felt him kind of like move down, and I started to feel the urge to push, which I don't. I have never, aside from Carrie's birth in the hospital, but with Jeannie's birth and Micaiah's birth, I've never been like, okay, now I need to push with the contraction. It's not something I think of. It's just the fetal ejection reflex happening in real time. My body takes over. My uterus is pushing them out, whether I like it or not. And I just have to go with it. Like I could not stop it if I tried. Um, And I don't think I could help it either if I tried. Like it just happens. (laughs) Uh, And so that started to happen. And I told Avery and he was like, no, 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 he's not out. And I was like, he's in the canal. Like I know he's not out yet, but he's like, he's about to be out. So get ready because it's just us again. And so he, we're, we were glad we got the towels out. We felt a little bit more prepared. And at this point, Ave, this is not foreign. When the only thing being prepared means like Happy having a towel. towel. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> well, and a- this is not foreign to Avery. Like he has, you know, delivered one of our babies before alone. So here we are again. <laughs> um, this time with a head down baby. So it should be, you know, way less of a yeah. scare or nervousness. Um and sure enough, within like a total of three minutes and three hard, like I don't even know if they'd be contractions, but like surges almost he was born and like really quick, really fast in Avery's hands, started screaming, crying right away. Perfectly healthy, perfectly fine. Just us again. My midwife came in about seven minutes later and we were just like, hi, yep. That just happened in a total of like two and a half hours from the start of right before making the soup to oh my God. <laughs> to him being here. So it was wild. I now have a baseline. I think I can say I now have a baseline for how my body births babies. Yeah, next um, like time it's going to be an hour. When you feel a contraction, just tell them to come. Yeah. You know, like, what's the worst that happens? They have to turn around and go home? Oh, well, what's the best that happens? Someone makes it to your birth? Yeah. But also, like, now I'm kind of spoiled. So, so no. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, there's something just so, I mean, even the fact, I went through the whole labor minus, like, 20 minutes by myself and it was kind of really peaceful mm-hmm. it was kind of really nice and I was totally zoned in like no one asking you questions no one was asking me questions and I just I'm a people pleaser at heart anyway so I think I'd be thinking about them my mind would not be fully on I mean they're not gonna going to be in on. the bath with you you can, no you know. but they'd be in the same they'd be in the room I'd be like wanting to know like okay what do you guys think or what are you like mm-hmm. what are you seeing you know like I'd be wanting to weigh whatever their yeah. thoughts are and instead of just being fully zoned in on myself and my body so it was really it was really kind of nice but again unintentional I, who has a two and a half hour birth I've never I don't I don't know that to be a thing you know, and I was fizz- like I was literally preparing mentally for it to be like 16 hours for me to have a cervical lip. Like I was preparing for all the like worser case scenarios because yeah. I was like, who knows? Birth is different every time. Who knows? I'd rather be prepared mentally for it to go. Well, now your harder. body like already knows what to do, you know? Yeah. Like, at this it's point, so, it's very trained. <laughs> yeah. Like it's so natural to you. Like every other kid. I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but it's just if your body did it right. Yeah. It's just going to keep. It's clearly know. working for it. Um. So, yeah, that's that's how that's how it went. And it was really nice again afterwards. Like he Avery Makai and I just kind of sat in bed for a bit and waited for our midwife to get there. And of course, they walked upstairs and they were, they were like. Kind of feels like deja vu, you know? Like, okay, so I want to stop you there and then we can take off like once the midwives get there, then what, what happens? happens? Do they you actually know? do anything? Like, what do they do? Okay, so uh, we wanted to mention Hallow. So you guys know mm. them. They are the best. It is the most incredible Catholic prayer app. Um, and if you're not Catholic, like you'll get so much from it mm-hmm. either way. Yeah. But before I dive, before we dive into like what we like about it, here's what you need to do. Okay. www.hallow.com backslash what in the dang heck for three months free. So do that while we'll, while we're telling you all the great things about Hallow. You were just telling me about something that you like to do daily. Yeah, so I try to do the daily gospel, and they can read that out loud to you on this. And there's also a daily woman's devotional. So 
if I'm up ahead of time before the girls, which is not right now during postpartum, but when I'm in my normal routine of life, I do the daily gospel, the daily women's devotional. Mm -hmm. And then I end it with the daily miracle, which is really cool because it's all these different miracles from around the world, from different years. Um, And it's super cool because there's all these stories that you've never heard of. And it just kind of adds to your belief in miracles because I feel Mm -hmm. like we talk about like oh God can perform miracles and stuff but it's like okay when was the last time you really heard a real miracle happen yeah and so that's been my favorite one to end my like makeup (laughs) my makeup routine with is a daily miracle on the hallow app so um one that I like doing is just the divine mercy chaplet it's 10 minutes you can put it on while you're doing dishes laundry whatever it is but that's my go-to is having them say the divine mercy chaplet out loud. And if you're not like a divine mercy chaplet gal, listening to it is super helpful because you'll get to know the prayers and everything. So a great way to get, you know, I don't know, affiliated with it, I guess. Um, Yes. So three months free at www.hallow.com backslash what in the dang heck. Okay. So when your midwives walk in, then Wait, can I real quick see the video so I can at least... Oh my gosh, we cannot play this out loud on the podcast. (laughs) That was one thing, though, that happened. We did get the birth on video for the first time ever, and a couple of y'all have asked if I would post on Instagram, and I don't... I'm sorry, but I don't think I ever will. I. It's too... (laughs) I don't know. Let me see the angle. (laughs) You don't see... I mean, you see side butt, but... Yeah. Hold on. Let me find it. Okay, so I just watched Megan's birth video for the first time. (laughs) I'm like I literally mind actual thought, like honest thoughts. Honest thoughts. Megan has a great butt. <laughs> oh my gosh, is that all you took? From what? This is why it's not going on Instagram, guys. <laughs> okay, you do. <laughs> Thank you. And I wish that you like. I want to like give you credit, but it's really just genetics. I have to it say, is. no, so. it is. Because at this point, I'm not. I thought it was because I worked on it. And then I got out of college and stopped working on it and I still have it. So it's not, I, that was prideful of me to think. <laughs> it's just there. Take credit where credit's due. Yeah. Um, but incredible. I mean, Megan totally knows what she's doing. She was so confident. There were a few choice words, which makes it even better. <laughs> um, and Avery's like ridiculously calm. He's so good. He's yeah. so good. I sent that video to my doula who she wasn't there for this birth, but she was there for the past two. And she literally was like crying. She was like the amount of births that I attend and the like the way Avery was in that birth was just unreal. And I was like, wow, I didn't really realize how good I had it. But he's it's the coolest thing ever to like. Okay, so explain to me, like if you had a doula and a midwife for home birth, what's the yeah, I don't, I mean, I love our doula, Sienna, and if we're ever back near her, I would totally have her at our births. Mm-hmm. If we ever, you know, God forbid, have to go back into a hospital, she's 100% going to be at our birth. Mm-hmm. At a home birth, I just don't, I don't know, because in my head, a doula is advocating on your behalf for your birth plan. Got it. And the only time you're going to have to go in for a fight for your birth plan, the only time you should have to go into a fight for your birth plan is in a hospital and so that's the only time in my head when I would employ a doula got it okay. because my midwives here are have I have the same relationship with them as I do my doula and so I'm like mm-hmm. well I don't need three people at my birth you know right 
Um, Clearly, she doesn't need anyone. But... <laughs> well, yeah, apparently, I don't need anyone besides Avery. But <laughs> but if we were, you know, logically speaking here or practically speaking, um, so I don't know. Maybe someone could correct me or give a different different insight on that. But that's just been my experience with it. But once the midwives got there, um, they were both just like, wow, this is deja vu. Wild how this has happened to, t- to us twice in a row. Um, and then they check the bleeding on me, like just making sure I'm not losing an insane amount of blood or something weird. Um, they check the baby. They check. But they don't they never take him from you, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. They just like look at his color and listen to him breathing and all that stuff while he's laying on you. Do they weigh him then? No, not yet. They typically wait till after the cord's been cut, the placenta's come out. They, okay. You know. Okay. Sorry. I got ahead of myself. Tied the umbilical cord. <laughs> so they should they just make sure you're they, not Yeah. Playing. We're just hanging out for a bit because you start getting those cramps. You, you get baby hopefully on a boob as soon as possible. And then you start getting those cramps from the nursing and from your placenta. That's like your body's trying to expel your placenta, right? And so they just sit there and wait. It took 45-ish minutes for both Jeannie and Micaiah's births for the placenta to come out. And I do remember pushing. Like you feel almost like oh. the same kind of like surge as you would with Does the it baby. hurt? Uh, the cramps are what hurts the most. Like because you're nursing this baby, you're feeling a bit raw down there and you're feeling these cramps and you're like, dude, I just gave birth. Like why? Um, but those cramps are what's helping your placenta get out on its own time without you being like pressed on how does it know like to detach i don't like that's wild like has someone's placenta got stuck inside them and didn't come out i don't know i don't know well and just like because it's attached to your stomach yeah yeah yeah. so then like how does it i just think about like all the hormones and everything that happened to tell your baby like now is the time to come out like how does your baby know to come out when they do yeah. Whether it's 41 weeks or 40 weeks or, you know, 38. It's still and five. attached to you. With <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. So. But just like everything, like when the water breaks and, you know, the positioning of that and when the baby decides to descend into the canal and just like everything, yeah. there's so many hormones and things going on. Um, and then I don't know if <laughs> I have no clue, but part of me wonders if when your baby comes out and the umbilical cords, you know, what's attached to the baby and the placenta, if it tugs a bit or something oh. like everything just got pulled out so you don't cut his umbilical cord until the placenta's out like i don't you, okay. no i don't and but that's not typical that's no. not typical okay so what they do for carrie in the hospital for carrie in the hospital as soon as i had carrie they were kind of pressing on my tummy and trying to like pull they kind of pulled on the cord to okay. pull the placenta out and that's scary because that's how you can hemorrhage really easily um, Got if it. you try to like yank it out before it's ready that makes sense um and then they cut it as soon as possible which I had I had my doula with me for Carrie's birth so it might have been delayed some but it probably wasn't delayed as, as long as it should have been um so we waited about 45 minutes and then I pushed my placenta out and then they were checking the placenta to make sure like nothing was calcified and to make sure it was really healthy and all this stuff because it kind of tells you the health of the baby from day one, you know, because that's then baby's life source. Um, And then once the the cord stops pulsing and just goes really limp, that's when they cut the cord because that means babies received all the blood that they need and have. Um, And then you do the whole like cutting the umbilical cord and the belly button Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And at this point, you're still trying to nurse um and just staying skin to skin and you're still getting those cramps but it's not really like milk yet no it's just colostrum Mm -hmm. um 
And your baby doesn't need a lot of people get stressed out because they're like, oh my gosh, there's not a lot. They're not eating a lot, but colostrum's like super thick and super, super healthy. So they don't need a lot. That whole milk. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially <laughs> the heavy cream mm-hmm. of, of the crop. Um, it's like the Kroger heavy cream. If any of you've is, ever had oh my like, gosh. the Kroger brand heavy cream, it has like white bottle, Next purple level. lettering. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like ice cream. It is. It's so thick. It's not, it's not even comparable to any other yeah. heavy cream I've ever bought. <laughs> okay. So the placenta is cut. The belly button is formed. We're going to pause there. <laughs> <laughs> we don't cut the placenta and the belly button Sorry. is not formed. You developed the, okay. You developed the belly button. I mean, he's got a umbilical cord. What did you cut? cut? The cord, you, it's yeah. all part of the placenta, is it not? The cord and the placenta? Yeah, the cord is attached to yeah. the placenta. The placenta's out. That's trash. Along it, with... <laughs> unless you encapsulate it, then it's not trash. Okay. But yeah. Got it. So <laughs> you decide to plant it into a tree or something. Do people do that? Oh, people do a lot of different things with their placentas. It's really interesting. Like, I get the whole eating it out of all the things, but the yeah. tree thing weirds me out even more. Or like than... making art. People make art. Well... <laughs> I probably those people that make <laughs> rabbit holes. People that make people art do. with their placenta, it's probably not the only thing I disagree with in their life. No, it's true. It's, it's very true. <laughs> There's probably a lot of other things. <laughs> very true. Very true. Anyways, well, we could talk about push presents. Okay. Explain what I don't I actually don't really know what a push present is. Okay, well, a lot it's before you push. <laughs> no, it's like after you push the baby out, you get a push present. And so we don't actually really do them, but I just kind of did it this time for myself anyways. <laughs> We've never done it before in the past. Um, but I went ahead and got a 14 karat gold necklace because Aww. postpartum, I just never have the energy to take it off. Um, and so it stays on and then you're like sweaty and then you get a shower and then it's just like a whole, a whole thing. Okay, so Megan's scrolling on the little Catholic right now, trying to find the name of the there necklace that she got. I found it. The mother and child necklace in 14 karat yellow gold. It's stunning. And I have the 15 to 16 adjustable. Um, not band. Chain. Chain. Thank you. Um, and I just love it so much. It, it looks best. like a pretty coin almost. Yeah, it does. And it's got Mama Mary and baby Jesus. And it just felt right to have as a postpartum like push push gift you know you know it's like a little splurge her four minute push <laughs> present I know you know I'm like I'm undeserving okay um but you can use code heck20 for 20 percent off anything at the little catholic um and all of her jewelry is very high quality um this is my first 14 karat gold piece from her at all um I've always just had her gold filled pieces and they've lasted so long and so well as well mm-hmm. so Depending on budget, you choose, you do you. Or depending on, you know, occasion, if it's a push gift, go for the 14 karat gold. For sure. <laughs> um, but all of their jewelry is beautiful and um, super unique pieces for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So check them out. Everything's linked in our show notes as always. Okay, so after you cut the umbilical cord, after <laughs> you pushed out the placenta, now what? Then um they will they don't ever take the baby from you and there's zero rush whatsoever but they're like okay well if he's calm right now or if he's off the boob do you want us to like go ahead and weigh him and measure him and all that stuff and so I handed him over um 
to them and they did it like on our bed which is it's just so chill everything's so chill Mm -hmm. um and they do those little slings Mm-hmm. And they hold up with the scale and he was nine pounds, two ounces, nine pounds, six ounces, something like that. And he was 20 inches long. So not as long as the girls, but much heavier than the girls. Oh my this gosh. Boy not is as long. Dense. Yeah. He's dense. Um, and then I, then we always make it a priority to have Avery do skin to skin with them as well. It's super, super good for the babies from day one to have that with their dads. And then it gives me the opportunity to go and rinse off in the shower. And Mm so one of the midwives will walk me like down to the shower because, hello, I just gave birth. (laughs) And they're like carrying like a towel underneath me. (laughs) It's it's like a waddle, a team effort waddle to the shower. Um, And then they kind of help out and they make sure that, you know, I don't, pass out in the shower because I just gave birth and lost some blood and it's warm water and then while I'm doing that Avery's getting skin to skin cuddles and the other midwife is changing the sheets on the bed and do you just have those like ready yeah all of this has kind of been out I mean we also just you know had nothing but time to kill waiting for him to get here yeah so we'd never been more prepared we had all the sheets out already knew where everything was um and they were helping clean up they were helping get rid of the towels that was one of the things I did I bought a bunch of goodwill towels to use so we just toss them afterwards um did not have to worry about washing disgusting towels Mm -hmm. and they were making sure I had water filled Avery went downstairs to grill steaks for all of us I came out of the shower grabbed the baby from Avery got back into bed all cozy and comfortable and everything and then he went downstairs to make steaks for us while me and the midwives chatted some more and they made sure I had my water. And, and Carrie was up. Yeah, Carrie was up, actually. She never fell asleep, so I don't know how much she heard. <laughs> but she came in a couple, maybe an hour after he was born, which was really cute and really special, too, because you can't can't just that that doesn't just happen. You mm-hmm. know, like I didn't ever have that experience with my siblings being born. So she thought that was really, really cool. Um, and then, you know, we, we had the baby at, we had him at 630 or 640 and we go to bed and it's like nine, 9 PM in our room. And we just, you know, go to bed and it's really nice. It's really, wow. (laughs) So nice. So, yeah. Wow. So what do you think is like the number one question people are asking you? Mm, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't gotten a whole ton of questions per se. I've gotten a lot of, I've decided to jump into the home birth. Like I've, I had a hospital birth. I decided after hearing your two home births to jump into home birth. Um, some of the, t- sometimes I guess the questions are related to midwives. Like, what do you ask your midwife to find out if they're a good one or not? Mm-hmm. But I feel like that, again, I feel like that's something you have to decide. Like you have to meet with them and decide on your own. Do you vibe with them? Do you trust them? Do it's you... kind of like if someone asks, like, what's your favorite perfume? It's like, well, I don't know. Like, it's, yeah, it's not going to be the same for everyone. And yeah. like, what's your, how do you, how do you, like, what do you ask a best friend to figure out if they're going to be a best friend? Like, it's like, no, yeah. you just have to like do it intuition and like have conversation with yeah. them, spend some time with them and see if you vibe. Like, if you don't, then, you know, yeah. I don't know. That's not something I can decide for it's you. It's a or, feeling. Like, put yeah exactly I can't put that on paper and be like this is it this is how you you know make the right choice every time yeah um so I don't know well here he is he's, he's here asleep. 
he's like he sleeps all the time all the time he's a very chill baby very sweaty baby right now too (laughs) well praise god for a healthy baby a healthy mama and yeah i don't know this i I wish you guys could see the video but this is a catholic instagram page (laughs) (laughs) there's no way to go around that yeah 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 maybe if you're on patreon maybe maybe if you're honestly our patreon girls are real Mm -hmm. i would consider that Mm -hmm. i i might be sold on that i'll screen share the video yeah Mm -hmm. i would actually be down for that all right patreon okay see you in a week (laughs) If you're on Patreon or if you're not, how do they, they can go to the link in our bio. So we, we have, or sorry, not the link in our bio, in our show notes, every, um, second Sunday of the month. Yes. Every second Sunday of every month. And it's always at seven 30 central. So it's an Mm -hmm. hour long. And honestly, we've gotten to know like the girls that show up a lot, but it's pretty much like a donation platform. So you can donate whatever you want. And it's a reoccurring donation every month, but I send you a zoom link and then we all hop on and chat. And it's just like a really fun community. It is like, we keep in touch every month with these girls like okay so how'd that date go or how'd the job and and like the wow job interview go or the move or there's always girls too that realize like oh my gosh wait we're down the street from each other or we're like two hour drive away from each other let's hang like I'll be your wing woman so it's been a really awesome Um, community and I always look forward to it and always I'm like way more energized after the call you know yeah um so definitely if you're looking for something like that or even if you can't make just want to watch my birth video now or even if you even if yeah we're gonna exploit the the heck out of it um (laughs) even if you you know how to market you can't make it and you just want to donate and support us we would be more than happy to have that. Very generous of you. So yeah, we thank will not you. be sending you the link for the video. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh my god. So yeah, definitely check it out. But thank you guys for listening. We hope you. I mean, I I thoroughly enjoyed this. Good. I'm glad. I hope it one day will bring you. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Much peace and joy as it brought you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I hope one day you also have a two hour labor. Me too. <laughs> Me as well. Me as well. Well, on that note, guys, we're we love grateful. You. Love you. Happy to be back. And happy Halloween. Happy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Happy Halloween. All Bye. Saints Day. All Saints Day. Bye, you guys. Bye. Thanks a ton for listening to the What in the Dang Heck podcast. We'd love to hear your What in the Dang Heck moments. So call our hotline at 312-775-2615. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a rate and review, share with your best friend, and might as well follow us on Instagram while you're at it.